Welcome to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. I'm Eric DeGeer, business coach, massage therapist, game designer, and your host. This podcast deals with a wide range of interests framed within the five mountains, physical, mental, financial, relational, and spiritual. This month will be focused on the physical mountain, which involves our body, health, strength, stamina, and flexibility. Enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Happy Successful Massage Therapist. With me, we have Abby and Brianna. They are two recent graduates of massage school, as well as two new owners of a freshly launched business. I met Abby and Brianna through a mutual friend, and we've had some experience just working together, whether in workshops or in online courses. And I wanted to bring them on and have them talk in this physical month of October about their experience as not only new massage therapists, but both of them are actually dancers and instructors at a local school. So we're going to be talking a bit about that. Ladies, did y'all want to tell a little bit about yourselves, maybe your background and about the new business y'all are launching? This is Abby. I graduated with Brianna back in May from massage school. It was quite the wild ride. Lots of working and doing school all at the same time. And it's feeling really good now to be back where I can rest again. But little like backstory... I wanted to start massage really because I always wanted to be in the health and wellness space and actually have knowledge that people can understand easily and digest because I am also a dance educator. So it's kind of in my blood just to want to educate people and my clients. But yeah, I always wanted to be in the health and wellness space and massage just seemed to kind of fit the bill of me being a pretty hyper person, but also wanting to be able to make a good impact on people's lives. So yeah, I do that. And then I dance instruct on the side. I've been doing that for about five or six years, losing count at this point, but keeps me on my toes. That's me. I am Brianna. I have known Abby for three years now. She got me the job as a dance instructor. I had been doing some little stuff around the valley and she had an opening at her studio. So now we get to teach together and it's been awesome. We went to massage school together. We actually decided to do that on the same day without talking to each other, which was really funny. We looked at each other one day and we were like, hey, we're kind of the same. Do you want to open a business? And that's kind of where it all started just kind of the same background of wanting to be in the health and wellness space and not wanting a desk job, wanting to stay active and keep my body healthy while also helping other people keep their bodies healthy is where my drive comes from and kind of what my why is. And tell us a little bit about your business and where you all see it headed. Totally. Our business is called Mend Bodywork and our whole concept, philosophy, our feelings surrounding it is to give therapeutic massage and making sure that we're actually really thinking through everything we're doing. We're giving answers as to why and we're updated with the most up-to-date new research that there is so that our clients can have the best that they can have. That's our main passion is just helping the average active 
health conscious type of person achieve their health goals and help them gain more body awareness, that sort of thing. Mend kind of came up randomly when we were deciding names, actually. It just ended up really sticking and fitting with what our whole goal is, really, is just that care, that creating a space for our clients to have at least an hour to spend on themselves and to do a little check-in and to leave feeling a thousand percent better than when they walked in. So what are three big challenges you see in the upcoming future for your business? So far, through all of the back work, the making the website and really finding what our business is supposed to be about, I think our first challenge was just like, who do we want to affect? Who is our ideal client and who are we helping? How do we get completely booked with that specific person? So I think that's kind of the first question mark of, okay, how do we do this? And then the second one would be balancing our other lives. We have our dance careers, you know, we're dancing for ourselves, we're performing ourselves. And then we also are instructing kids as well and trying to give the kids their all. And we have our home life. So the second one would probably be balance. And then the third one, there's been several days where we have to stop working. We have to consciously be like, you know what? We've been at this for about 10 hours. We should stop for our own sanity. That's been one of the hardest things because we're so excited and we don't want to burn ourselves out. So just pacing ourselves and giving a quality business instead of just a high volume, get them in, get them out sort of thing. Fundamentally, we want it to be about the clients. So quality over quantity. How did your experience as dancers and as dance educators affect your massage experience, whether in school or starting up this new business? What ways do you see that they overlap? The first thing that comes to mind when you say that, when we were both in school, body mechanics came pretty naturally to the both of us because with dance, it kind of easily translates over. You have that consistent slow movement, but also you are stacking your joints and you're making sure your alignment is correct to protect your own body. And that's the whole concept of technique in dance as well. So that like directly translated over, which was very helpful for the both of us. As far as the marketing side of things goes, I've been pretty active on social media with the dance side of things for a few years at this point and just picked up a lot of new ways to speak to my ideal client and done a lot of thinking about that sort of thing, um, the communication with the client. Doing that effectively, I've noticed, can get you a lot of business. And also just being personable and reliable has gotten me very far in my dance career. And I'm noticing it is starting to translate over to massage, which I think is very beneficial. I'm very grateful for all the work I put in previous because it is helping me now. It's interesting exploring each person's background because a lot of people don't start off with anything obviously in common with massage. You know, maybe they did nursing or they have a medical background, but for someone starting into massage at a young age, 
they don't always have that experience. I know for myself, going to massage school at 19, I definitely had no idea about the body, body mechanics or anything like that. So it's definitely a huge advantage being able to come in, especially if you end up working with dancers as a niche clientele. You'll be able to know how they move, like what kind of pain points they're looking for in their massage. Yeah, totally. I think they've mutually helped each other growing up as a dancer you're like you know what if I use this muscle then I will get this effect and then going into massage school it was like oh I know this muscle but now it has a name that has translated knowing all the muscles knowing what the nervous system is doing knowing how to calm it down teaching kids to calm down their nervous system has been wildly beneficial in my classes and so being a massage therapist and knowing movement has been super helpful as well. I think that's why we have this niche of people who are always moving. We know what that repeated movement would do to their bodies. And so it's just mutually, they're helping each other. And it's like a match made in heaven. In my opinion, I love having both of these worlds to pick at and take what I want from each of them. So do you see yourselves continuing with the dance world and continuing as instructors or just as dancers in general? Yes, I think I can speak for both Brianna and I when I say we've both taught a lot in our lives and there have been periods of time where it's way too much approaching burnout and we're getting to the point where massage can allow us to teach what we want to teach so we don't have to rely so heavily on the financial side of it. So it can become more of a passion again and something that is not stressful whatsoever, something we can just do on the side. But yeah, I think I'll always teach and always be dancing. It's a part of me. Yeah, I know that burnout is definitely an issue for massage therapists as well after a while. What are some ways that y'all are working to prevent that? I hit burnout when I finally graduated and I was there. And so I just went through this. And it took about two months, but I just kind of treated myself like someone who was sick and I got my sleep and I ate my vegetables and I took my vitamins and really came back to earth, grounded myself and was like, okay, I don't have to want anything right now. I don't have to start my business right at this moment. Like I need to take some time and make sure that I am okay before I do any of this. And so I think it's just trusting that it's all going to be okay. So obviously now I'd love to prevent burnout. And like I said, pacing ourselves has been super beneficial. I mean, we were supposed to have a business meeting yesterday and I called Abby and I was like, I need to take a nap. (laughs) And having a partner that is just trusting and understands that like we are working our hardest. I trust like if you need to rest this day, then you rest. You've done so much work and it's that way for both of us. And that's been an amazing part of this whole process. Just treat yourself like a sick person. If you are overworked, what you need is rest. And that doesn't look the same for everybody. I mean, it could be actual sleeping. It could be you go up to a hot springs and soak for a day. It could be you go for a run. Maybe that's what your rest is, is that you need some sort of physical activity to kind of ground yourself again. But just really giving yourself what you want. You're going to want to do something and don't tell yourself no. Self-care, as trendy as that word is, that is what I believe. I feel the same way as Brianna in that I hit burnout pretty fast towards the end of school and it did take an actual couple of months for me to get back to a place where I wasn't exhausted all the time or stressed out all the time. 
but in starting this new business, obviously we have some experience, but it's not quite the same as starting a whole new business. It's new. You're learning a lot of new things. There's a lot of uncertainties and you're working a lot. And right now working a lot for not a lot of money yet. We'll get there, but burnout's really easy to happen. For me, mentally, the stress can take over really quickly without me realizing it. So I do yoga every single morning. I try to incorporate meditation every morning as well, or at least when I can. And I've just noticed the most dramatic change in my mental health. Also, physical fatigue has gone down quite a bit just from kind of reframing the way I think about things that stress me out. And just putting things into perspective daily has been like the biggest thing for me to not lose my mind. That's definitely powerful. Having that mental strength as well as the physical strength to prevent burnout. There's quite a few different ways that therapists burn out. There's the physical from overworking. There's mental from overly stressing about things or, you know, having the wrong frame or perspective. But then there's also kind of a boredom that takes over when you do the same thing over and over. You probably found that with dance where you get bored. To combat that, learning new things is the best thing that I've found. Constantly educating yourself and figuring out new ways, new techniques, new methods, maybe even new clientele. Yeah, I agree. I am excited for all the stuff we're going to learn. We already have our CEUs that we're working on and have the next couple lined up. We have a whole list of things we want to learn. So hopefully the boredom doesn't set in for a while. So what are some ways that students need to prepare physically for massage career? I know y'all were starting off as dancers, so you already kind of had this physical fitness, maybe even the diet planned. What are some tips that you could have for others who aren't necessarily so prepared? So something I never thought about before I went to massage school was that when I drink caffeine, my hands get nice and shaky. So I remember the first couple times I went to give a massage in school, I had had coffee before and I could not give a very good stable massage because I was just so shaky and my system was just high energy. And so that's one thing I definitely didn't expect or really prepare for. So haven't been drinking coffee before I give massages anymore. But that and stretching regularly, um, maintaining my hands and my forearms. I mean, I stretch every day because I'm a dance instructor. So I know that's above average stretching, but I would definitely recommend stretching. The way my body works, I love a little cardio to kind of loosen things up. So during massage school, going to dance and running my kids through a cardio workout and then stretching was my favorite thing. It gets all the kinks out. You could be massaging all day and working on your body mechanics and they're not going to be perfect. You're going to probably be sore. And so getting your body warm at some point and stretching it out and really thinking about your own posture and what you can do to keep it healthy. 100%. That's why I ended up starting hot yoga, because exactly what you said, getting the muscles warm and stretching them, which is like the perfect combination blended into hour-long classes or hour-and-a-half classes, just keeps me consistent with that. And I agree, Abby, with you, like caffeine, that was one thing that I discovered pretty early on in my massage career, because I already have an issue sometimes with the nerves being shaky for the hands, and caffeine just made it worse. In fact, it made it worse because it made not only me irritable, but I found that I sweated more and my hands shook. It's like the, the trifecta of terrible attributes for a massage therapist, at least when you receive a <laughs> massage. 
absolutely <laughs> are you relaxed <laughs> i don't do well with caffeine i never really have i only drink it if it's like special i know i can handle it because i'm either really exhausted and it's exactly what's going to get me through the day or i'm not doing anything important that day yeah especially with the crash later never a good time yeah what do you wish you had known at the start of massage school before getting into it I wish I had known that there was so much that I could do with massage because I think I probably would have done it sooner if I knew that. And in school, tended to really want one answer for things. And turns out that every massage therapist has a different answer to a lot of different questions. And so that's something that I had to definitely get over when I was in school because I was like, I got one answer from one place, one answer from another. Which is it? And a lot of stuff just isn't researched enough for us to actually know. But I do wish that I would have known that I could do so many things with this. There's just so many opportunities with massage, different avenues to fit every single type of personality. So a happy surprise. Yeah, it is pretty flexible that way, which is great. Kind of going off what Abby said and massage science. Although massage is thousands of years old, where massage science is pretty much in its infancy, they just took a picture of someone with a cup on their trapezius muscle like five years ago. And so people are starting to research it, but I wish I knew before I got into school that side of things because I am very academic based. I love the science behind things. And so when I got into school and, it, you know, I'd have a question and it was kind of like a shrug of like, well, we don't know yet. People are working on it, but we don't know yet. And I just wish I had more of an open mind for that because I am so academic based. I want my facts and that sort of thing. So I had to kind of switch that in my head when I got into school. But physically, happy surprise as well. You're not going to be exhausted if you're using correct body mechanics. <laughs> that was a good surprise because I was expecting like, oh, I'm going to just get absolutely jacked because I'm pushing on people all the time. And that's not the case, but it means you can do so much more. You can have so many more clients. There's definitely parts of your body that will get jacked. Forearms and stuff are definitely going to get a lot more toned, just using hands and wrists, forearms and knuckles all the time. If you haven't seen a massage therapist with powerful forearms, I don't know exactly what they're doing. Okay, so looking forward for your business, we're going to be in 2022 soon. So what is the big goal? Right now, we are putting a lot of energy into the marketing side of things, whether that be in the field marketing or social media, any of that. We're trying to build our community of people who are interested in this sort of thing. And I think for me right now, it's less important for us to get client after client after client and more important for us to create a really strong brand and build that trust with the community. We already have a big community in regard to the dance side of things, and a lot of that translates over, which is very helpful. We've both got clients from that community, but I think it's just uh, building trust with people and also learning ourselves because, like we said, we are new at this. I want to not let my imposter syndrome get in the way. And I'm going to do that by number one, taking care of my mental health. But number two, just constantly trying to educate myself and get better at what I like to do. 
Yeah, so I would say 2022, we are trying to be just fully booked at a comfortable level and not burn out. Abby and I both do the overworking thing and it's just a tendency we have. And now that we have each other, we can kind of call each other out on it, which is great. But I think getting to a place where we are financially comfortable for the first time since we've been dance teachers and being booked with clients that we love to work with, I think that's just the goal for 2022. I love it. Kind of a blend of personal and professional goals. Exactly. Just self-care at all times. What is your definition of happiness? My definition of happiness involves finding balance physically, mentally, and emotionally. That coupled with being in a safe environment where you are allowed to feel and heal. I think happiness to me is a little bit more broad than just the feeling happiness. It would look like a lifestyle that feels stable, one where there's lots of peace. I think it is that balance of the seven dimensions of wellness and just being able to handle anything that life is going to throw at you because I know it's not all going to be rainbows and unicorns all the time and so something happens and I'll be okay and I know that so it's more of a sense of peace maybe an acceptance about things what is your definition of success so I've thought a lot about this because I've had a struggle in my own life of giving other people too much permission over how I feel, how I view myself, whether I'm successful or not. And over the past couple of years, it's taken a good turn to where I feel successful when I feel the closest to myself and to my body, when I'm the most aware. Obviously, there financial success and there is, you know, all that. But to me, truly, money's great, but I could go without the money if I had to choose between financial success or peace <laughs> or being happy with myself, having good self-esteem. Like, that's a successful life in my eyes. It's just all the inner work. Getting so meta. That's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> you know, it's not about just focusing on the, the surface level stuff with massage therapy. It's about digging down to the roots of it. Love it. I think about this a lot because I've always overworked since I was 15. It's always been 19 hour days. I wake up early for something and then I go to bed late for something. And so I think success is just, I've decided to be successful. I've put in the work that I needed and I feel successful because I'm putting in that work. It would take a long time from right now if I stopped doing all the work and I just like laid in bed and didn't do anything I love to do, it would still take a while for me to feel unsuccessful. I've decided that this is the lifestyle I like. I'm doing all the things I love. I'm taking care of my wellness and that is success to me. And so I feel very comfortable saying that. And ultimately it is up to ourselves to decide that. 100%. I think that is so valuable to recognize, especially early on. You know, some people don't even realize these things until they're in their 50s, 60s, 70s, that ultimately peace is what they're seeking, even if they're trying to seek it through a financial pathway. So we're at the part in our show where we're going to pull out the happy hour card game. This game I created mostly in 2020 during the lockdown. 
just to explain a little quick blurb of the game, it have questions and then you have actions. So it's kind of like truth or dare with a twist. And we're going to be pulling some of the questions. So you ready? Ready. First question is God is tired and wants a vacation. He asks you to replace him for a week. What are the first three things you do as the new God? That's an awesome question. <laughs> okay. I think number one, I would make everyone go on vacation. I'd make that happen somehow because I'm God. Force everyone to rest for like two weeks. Because I think that almost every person I encounter in life could use that. And our world would be better if people knew how to rest. I would also make sure everyone was fed. Let's just cover the bases, okay? So everyone gets enough rest for like two weeks. There's no consequences. They don't have to go to work. Then I would have, I would make sure everyone is whole and fed. Okay, so we're fat, sassy, and happy. God's doing some good work. Then I would get rid of all the garbage and the dumps. Yeah, I would do that. So everyone's trash gets taken out by God automatically? Yep, I'm a good God. Great, good answers. All right. Thank you. What's cool about what this game is that the answers are always different. I mean, there's 420 cards, so each time someone picks a card or an action, it's going to be different every time, depending on who you're playing with and who gets the card. So it's really funny hearing all the different stories or different answers that people have. All right, Brianna, what is a minor annoyance in life for you, which is almost not worth complaining about? Oh, this one's definitely not worth complaining about, but I hate locked doors. Like I wish we didn't have to lock our doors at all ever because my hands are always full and it makes me so mad when I get home and I have to set all my stuff down and then get in my house and then pick all my stuff back up and then go in my house. It's just not, it's, see, it's not worth complaining about because it matter. <laughs> I thought it was because you locked yourself out often enough. No, that was a phase. I went through the whole year of doing that a lot but I'm over it. Obviously, it's the reason why we lock our doors, but it would be nice if they weren't quite so locked when we needed them open. Well, I grew up in Caldwell, and we never locked anything growing up. I think that's just part of my childhood, is like everything was just easily accessible. What I also like, besides some of those silly questions and stuff like that, is you have more serious questions. So here's one for you, Abby. When was the last idea that kept you awake at night, and are you pursuing it today? actually two days ago <laughs> I could not sleep I was trying to fall asleep for probably three or four hours because my mind was racing about the business and it actually wasn't anything in particular it was just a random thought here a random thought there and it just kept rotating and swirling around in my brain so I couldn't sleep and yes, I am pursuing it. It feels good to be able to do something about those thoughts and ideas. That's great. I think that that is indicative that you're on the right path. Thank you. This will be, well, this is the second last question, I guess. Abby, what is your favorite food and when was the last time that you had it? Oh, I have so many favorite foods. Okay, I'll just pick one. This is something that I always crave. I could probably eat it every day buffalo fried chicken and it just is so bad for my insides they don't like it they're angry every single time but my body's like no you want this last time I had it was probably a month ago in an airport actually <laughs> you're talking about like the wings yeah boneless though I'm lazy 
boneless. Those aren't even wings. Those are nuggets. Uh, you know, whatever. All right. Fair enough. All right, Brianna. What's the weirdest thing you've witnessed a child do? That's the okay. perfect question for her. <laughs> this is the funniest story. This happened a couple weeks ago. We were in my little rec hip hop class. And for some reason, we were talking about nicknames. And this one girl is like, you can call me Tyrannosaurus Rex. And I was like, you are so cool. You're right. And then this other girl looks around. She like faces the back, like behind herself. And then she turns around really dramatically. And she goes, you can call me Snowy Owl. And I was like, like in Harry Potter? And she was like, no, it's because I eat rodents. (laughs) And I have never laughed at something a kid said so hard in my life. It was so funny. And I tell everyone about it. I'm like, this kid in my class said this. And and they do so many funny things. I had a girl the other day. She was like, I have this many teeth. And then she just smiled really big. I have so many of these stories that I just love it. Oh, that's one of the bonuses of working with kids. You get to see all their crazy antics. They have no filter. Third graders especially, they're my favorite. They're weird. Well, it's cool that y'all get to teach people at such a young age. They're probably really excited about dancing and learning it. Yeah, they keep us on our toes. They keep me excited anyway. If you show up tired to a class of six-year-olds, you're going to get your butt kicked. I can definitely imagine. Well, that wraps it up for today. Thanks for all the funny stories, for the experiences shared, and advice for our listeners. How can people get a hold of you if they want to contact y'all about massages or anything else? So we have an Instagram and a Facebook. Our Instagram is mend.bodywork, and our Facebook is just mendbodywork. From there, there are links to our website and our booking and all that. I would highly encourage you guys to go and look at them because we create some pretty entertaining educational videos that I'm sure you don't want to miss out on. Of course not. Well, thanks for joining us for this episode today and best of luck with everything that happens. You have been listening to the Happy Successful Massage Therapist podcast with Eric DeGear. If you would like to join our free group, you can find us on Facebook at The Happy Successful Massage Therapist. If you would like to reach out for one-on-one coaching or to join our Massage Success Club, you can find us at thegear.biz or massagesuccess.club, where you can fill out an application. As always, see you on the flip side.